What's up, everyone, man? This is uh, this is your host, uh, Jorge Ambriz, right here from Off Beat Podcast. And uh, it's uh, great, great, great to be able to, to bring this special episode to you guys, man. And um, I'm excited about this episode. It's something that um, I have been wanting to do for some time now. And uh, I've been following uh, our, our, our special guest. I've been following him for some time now, and I've been seeing what he's been doing um, uh, through his organization and um, his personal life. And honestly, it's his testimony, his story has really touched my life. So it's an honor to be able to have you. Mark, what's up, man? Hey, it's good to be here, George. Thank you so much for, for connecting. And it's, a, it's always an honor whenever I get to share what God has done. It's all about his work of restoration and healing that I know and believe is available to everyone. Yeah, man. So, and yeah, like I said, I've been following you for some time, your personal page. And then um, also your, um, uh, you have a, tell us a little bit about um, what you do, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I started this ministry called Offline and uh, it's uh, based off my testimony. I know we'll go, we'll go into more of that, my story and everything. But uh, my struggle was with pornography, Uh, pornography masturbation, lust in like whatever form that drew me in. It was like, that was, that's what I struggled with. And, uh, so I started a tra- I call it a transformation or healing journey about seven and a half years ago. And then, which led to starting okay. this ministry called offline. So I now have a, a coaching program where I've been helping other guys just walk through the same steps that, that helped me experience the growth, the transformation coming out of the darkness um, so we have we have online groups. Um, I'm starting up some in-person groups as well. I, I live in Sacramento, California area, and uh, also we uh, we collaborate because this isn't just a male struggle, but there are women out there struggling as well with with pornography. Um, yeah. So we collaborate with a ministry called Storm and Armor, and uh, the lady who leads that her name is Stacia. So we're like partners in that, so we can reach both men and women who are ready to be free. That's awesome, man, and uh, yeah, that's and and that's why I was so intrigued by by when I when I found you on social media, man, was um, because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of talk about this subject. Like, let's be honest, uh, you know, as far as the side of healing, the side of being set free, um, you know, it's of course, you know, it's mostly something that's encouraged or you know um, something that it's kind of just like, ah, whatever, you know, it's it's kind of just freely talked about, but not in a way where it's like nobody really talks about, Hey, I want to be free from this, you know? And um, so why don't you share a little bit about your background, about, you know, your story and and how is it that you became so passionate about this subject? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So uh, of course we can go, I can go way back to where, where it first started. And this is something I, I, I help others with too, is understanding that there was a process to get to where you are today, the way that you're struggling. It wasn't this overnight one-time event. So if I were to go back, I could go all the way back to when I was like 10 years old or nine or 10 years old, having like my first crush on a on, on a, a little girl in, in Sunday school, right? I'm only a nine, 10-year-old kid. <laughs> and you know, I have all these emotions and feelings, right? Oh, you like, you like discover women. You're like, yeah. oh, this is so cool. And then I get these J.C. Penny yeah, yeah, magazines yeah. in the mail. When they had, it used to be this thick book. I know kids these days have no idea what that is, but it was like a thick type of magazine book, like brochure that had all, like all the products you want to buy, clothes and shoes. And then there was the lingerie section 
which always just drew me in. And again, I'm a kid, and all I know is like, wow, this this just looks amazing. So I keep going back to it, and not not knowing how to respond to what I was feeling, right, in, in the way that God created me to. So it became this secret thing which would lead up to eventually discovering pornography when when internet and I'm telling everyone kind of how old I am now. It was when there was dial-up. <laughs> yeah, the dial-up, yeah. <laughs> you had to wait forever. I so many times, you just, yeah, many times you just kind of give up on using it because it was so slow. But that's where my, my temptation with pornography started about 13 years old. And then for the first time, I'm exposed to all these images um, of these, these naked bodies. And that's, that's actually where I learned about sex and how, how it works. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't learn about it. I was, I was homeschooled. So there wasn't that, uh, I didn't have that talk where, you know, a parent sits you down and kind of awkward about it. And then, yeah. asks, you know, how, you know, how, how, how babies come into the world. So we, there, that talk didn't happen for me. So, which, which kind of fueled the secrecy even, even more. Cause I'm thinking to myself as a kid, well, okay, no one else is really talking about this. So, yeah. Let me just keep this to myself. You know, let me, let me let me just hide this. I don't need to talk to anyone about it. I'll be okay. But also at the same time, I growing up in church and being a pastor's kid too, I did have this I've always had as far as I can remember this uh this genuine love for the Lord. Like I wanted to follow God with all my heart. That desire was there. Yeah. That desire never left. It was there my whole life. So even with that heart, still that secrecy crept into my life and Going through time, we could go through the timeline. Of course, there's multiple events, but eventually I get married. So I, I meet this amazing young woman when I'm like 20, I think I was like 23 at the time, something like that. And, yeah. you know, I have this this uh, this thought, this belief, false belief. And that's another that's another tool that that's helpful for those who are struggling out there. We have to take a look at the false beliefs that we have in our lives because sometimes we know in our head what the scripture says and when we memorize it and we, we go to church and Bible study and we do all the right things, yet yeah. we have these false beliefs. One of the false beliefs that I had was, oh, when I get married, I won't have to worry about lust anymore, right? It's yeah. Definitely and that's, not a biblical thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, man, like, you know what? And, and let's pause right there for a little bit because I think that's, that's one of the biggest things I know, even for myself, that was one of the biggest things that I always that I always believed too. I said, you know what? I um, once, you know, once I get into this relationship, once I, you know, once I'm 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 in this, you know, I'll, I'll fully commit, you know, I'll fully give myself over, and then I'm I I believe that you you literally believe that that's going to be the solution to to your problem, right. Right, right, and, and and like, like myself and many others who have that expectation, they they experience disappointment. So, and and another part of that is identifying. Well, what what was it within me? What, what was what was I believing? What was I even expecting? And mm-hmm. so it's like subconsciously, where I was expecting my my wife to solve my struggle. It was her. It was if it was her responsibility to to fix me in a sense and, and set yeah. me free, uh, like without really saying that. And 
I wouldn't have worded it that way at the time, but that's really what I believed. Oh, I get married. Yeah. That's really, I was actually placing the responsibility on her, which no woman can do that. No woman is meant to do that. Um, Of course, we know the scripture says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So when we start to understand what the truth actually means, right, who, who we are according to God, who others are according to God. Yeah. Then we are able yeah. to walk in freedom. We're equipped to walk in freedom yeah. and we understand what's true. So, so we're going through the timeline again. Uh, I get married. I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to be good. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be able to you know, be intimate with my wife, have sex whenever I want. Yet three months into my marriage, I'm already looking at porn again. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. why can't I stop? And I didn't understand it. And uh, I, w- I wake up one morning and uh, th- this may have been like six months married, something like that. I wake up one morning and my phone is is not next to me. And I'm like, I feel really anxious because, well, I don't want anyone to have my phone because of what they would yeah. find in my history. Yeah. So and my heart's racing. I'm like, where is my phone? And number two, where's my wife? Because when I wake up, she's usually right next to me. Yeah. Uh, sleeping or we can kind of get up around the same time. And then she comes to the room and she's just in tears. And she's she's like, I, I, I know what you've been looking at. And of course, the first thing I do, I try to lie. Like I've been lying for years about this, this issue. Yeah. Oh, well, what did you find? And, you know, ask those questions, hoping that they didn't find it. But then there, there was no, there's no covering it up anymore. She found out. So unfortunately, my, my struggle didn't stop there. Because here's here's what happened. I told myself, here's another lie. I could do this by myself if I just try a little harder. I could do this on my own. I don't need to involve others. I don't need to open up to others. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, my wife's fear is going to be enough, and, and and I'll change. Yeah, I went back to the same cycle too many times, and five years, about five years married. That's when my my struggle progressed and yeah i I was not a a faithful man i was not faithful to my wife i was not only unfaithful with this content i was looking at online but i was unfaithful physically with with another woman and this is this is me a pastor's kid i knew all the scriptures i I went to church I, i believed yet this this struggle progressed over time and i think it's important that I that I point out, especially to the believers listening, that you can still be struggling with something like this in secret. But the the the, the thing is that it progresses, and you don't know when it's going to progress to a certain point. Yeah. You don't know what situation you're going to find yourself in, and because that path of that habit has already been paved over the years you're going to be more susceptible to other sexual sin that maybe you told yourself, I would never do that. I mean, I, I got married never imagining I would not be faithful to my wife. Yeah. I grew up, I had a purity ring when I was a teenager, right? Yeah. But we, it's, it's a lie and it's a trap of the enemy. Those lies, those little lies, right? And Jesus said, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and, and I think that so many people... It's one of those subjects, man, that so many people struggle with. And and I kind of shared a little bit, you know, that was something that 
um, I struggled with a lot, you know, growing up. And that's why the, this subject is so, it's also dear to me, you know, because it's one of those things, man, that a lot of people don't talk about because they're scared of how they're going to be viewed. You know, I, I think that was my biggest thing is, is I was always scared, even as a kid, you know, even as a kid, I remember, um, you know, I never really had anyone to, to share with me, like you said, the talk, you know, or, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. You know, my house was just normal house, mom, dad, you know, they worked, um, you know, they did everything they could to provide and be the best parents that they could, you know, but, um, in the same way, you know, I, I just became real curious, you know what I mean? Like with, with the beauty of women, you know, like I, I was very intrigued and, and I don't think that that in itself is, is, is the problem, you know, like it's, it's, I think physical beauty is, is something to be appreciated, you know, but when there isn't the right guidance, right. When there isn't the right guidance to, to show a child to say, yeah, you know what, that this, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Right. Or, you know what, um, this is what marriage is for, or, um, you know, this is what, you know, that what you're feeling, you know, that, you know, that, you know, let, can we get raw? Let's get a little bit raw. Yeah. Is that cool with you? Yeah, of course. So, it, yeah, you know, always. so it's like once you start feeling, you know, that that I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, that pleasure, you know, where you start, you know, you start waking up with with, um, you know, with a heart on, you know what I mean? You start waking up, you know, you start like, whoa, what is this? Like and you start feeling that that sensual feeling as a kid, as a teenager. And when there isn't that proper guidance to say, hey, you know what, like, or that comfort, that, that comfort, I think more than anything too, it's that comfort, like to have someone that you can go to and say, yo, like what is happening to me? What is happening to my body? Why am I feeling this way? Um, to be able to have those comfortable conversations with your parents, with people, with loved ones that are gonna give you the proper guidance, man. And and that was so hard growing up, man. I never, I was always, I always, I always felt that that shamefulness, like where, no, 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 I can't tell anyone this because if I do, you know, what are they gonna, you know? And, um, and I don't know, I don't remember kind of like at, I think I was maybe like, I remember that time of dial up, man. I think I was like, maybe <laughs> I was like 11 years old, I think. Man, I'm old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like 11 years old, man, with those dial up, man. And, and you know what, once you enter into that world, man, where things started to become available to you, you know, the secrecy just grew more and more and more, mm-hmm. you know? And then, um, you know, and that's, I remember that's how I started too, man. Like I just started, I would browse, I would even hide it from my own brother, you know, like me and my brother, we would share the computer and, and, uh, I didn't even have that comfort level with my own brother. You know, it was, it was always something that I wanted to just keep to myself. Yeah. You know, I felt like I couldn't tell anyone. I felt like I needed to just keep this. And I remember I would look at images. I would print images. I remember I even had a secret hiding spot where I would, you know, hide these images from so that nobody can find them. Nobody can, you know, and um, and it just continued to grow and grow. Yeah. 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 And that's it's a it's a similar theme over the past few years. I've it's a similar theme as, as the other guys that I've talked to or work with over the years. Um, I've, I've worked one on one 
um, coaching with at least a couple hundred guys just in the past like three, four years. And that doesn't even include the ones that I've talked to at live events when I'm speaking or when I'm you know, performing spoken word uh, music and stuff and sharing my testimony. Um, there's all those stories, too, of people who they just come up to me and like and they just open up. They just share right there on the spot because men, most of them, it's the first time they've ever heard someone speak so directly on the topic yeah. as as I usually do. So, but yeah, the similar, similar theme of that, that shame. And it's like the, the guys I've talked to, they've either, it's like they're, they're on either side of, of the extreme one that mm. it was too shameful for them to talk to anyone about yeah. or the other extreme, it was too acceptable where it was just like yeah. normal and like yeah. there's porn everywhere or their dad's magazines were everywhere and it was like oh here here you go there's just a kid his yeah. uncle's hanging him a magazine or something so it's like these these two extremes that it's like neither of them are the solution they, they both yeah. cause right destruction to our lives to our, to our minds yeah and it's and it's so true like what you said right now is that it's either extreme because that's exactly what happened in, in my situation. That's exactly what happened was that at first it was the extreme that nobody was there to talk to, you know, but then, um, you know, it went to another to the other extreme when when I started to get a little bit older. I want to say like in my when I 12, 13 year old, I think at 13 years old, I think that's when it really started to. Um, I'm sorry. No worries. I think at 13 years old, I think that's when it really started to, um, it really started to, to get things up. You know, it really, it really started to like my curiosity, you know, I started, um, you know, that that's when I really started going, you know, deep into masturbation and, and, um, you know, watching movies now and, and getting a hold of videos and things like that. And, um, it was in those moments that, um, I went, I remember that's when I moved to Mexico. I, I had moved to Mexico and I, I was over there for about two years in Mexico. And and, and, and over there, man, it's a whole different culture. <laughs> it's a it's a whole different culture, man. And it's not to not to bash my people or anything, man, but uh, you know, over there, man, that's like kinda like that's like your your gateway to manhood. Like your gateway to manhood is like, you know, it's it's normal to masturbate. It's normal to look at images. Um you know, if you don't have a couple magazines or a couple videos stashed somewhere, man, like, you know, are you even a man? You know, it's like where that's 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 how manhood is, is it's like, yeah, you're a man when you know, that's that's what you should be doing. You should be looking to have sex. You should be looking for your next partner. You should be, you know, that machismo, you know, that, that machismo yeah. attitude where it's like, you know, that's what's going to make you now you're graduating to manhood. So I became exposed to a whole nother level over there um, because it was something that it was just normal, man. It was just the normal part. Like when we would have downtime, free time after school, after work, um, that was the thing to do. We would just, hey, hop on the um, let's go to somebody's house. You know what I mean? Like close the door and let's, uh, you know, let's watch a movie, you know, or let's uh, go over and you know, where we'd be somewhere, you know, isolated by ourselves and somebody would pull out the magazines and, you know, and that was just part of normal life, man. And 
Um, but it, it was that extreme, man. It was such an extreme where it was like, at first it was like, I didn't want anyone to know about this problem. You know, I'm gonna hide it as much as I can. I don't want anyone to know what, what I'm doing. To the other extreme to where it was like, yo, this is acceptable. Heck yeah, like, okay, yeah, let me borrow that magazine. Let me do this, let me do that. You have this video, I have this video. Let's trade, let's do this. You know, welcome to manhood. It was kind of like a like a door that just opened right there where it was like, man, this is okay. This is this is what it's about, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I definitely hear that. And I hear hear that a lot. Uh, s- similar experiences of uh of men who are who are seeking help who want to overcome the yeah the struggle and the cycle and that's that's another thing i talk about a lot too are what i call the myths of manhood because they're again they're they're the lies yeah sense right the the enemy is the father of all lies it's like all of this is based on a lie lust is based on a lie um pornography it's it's not even real it's all based on a lie and um so it's important that we also break down right those those myths of manhood. One one is like you said that oh this is just like, this is what being a man, a man is and this is yeah this is the gateway to manhood. This, this is part of just just growing up, and uh, and then finding the truth in that right because we we know just like you talked about earlier it's it's normal for a man to notice the beauty of a woman and to notice that she's attractive. Okay, that's yeah. that's not sinful. I mean, if it was, then why would God have given us eyes? and just made right. beautiful things right there's so many right. other beautiful things in the world it's not just yeah. there's not just attractive women there's i mean i like my hat that's why i bought it right it yeah. looks good to me so. <laughs> but there's a yeah. place for everything yeah so. god gave us god gave us taste <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go yeah Man. i mean he, he obviously had taste so we're, we're we're his children so we get some of that from him yeah but yeah breaking down the, those those myths is is so so important because if you were I mean, if we were if we were to sit down and ask um, men who are married or in a serious relationship um, or with families, if we were to ask them, "Hey, do you want to be loyal to your wife? Do you want to be committed to your wife? Did you want do you want to really just you know you know be a good good husband and a yeah the yeah. best family man you could be or whatever something along those lines?" They, they would probably say yes, and. So much, so many in the world, they want, they want to say, okay, this is normal for men to just look at porn and to just do this, um, maybe, maybe just sleep around and have sex with whoever you want, be, even before you're married, they may say. But that doesn't even make sense because if you want to be in a committed relationship, you're not even planning properly for it. You're training yourself to be unfaithful already. So yeah, all these people it, who are promoting porn saying it's normal, it's like, well, how are you doing with being faithful? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And I think that that's why a lot of people, uh, I think that's why a lot of people eventually just turn that, well, you know what, this, this, this has, then this must be the normal way to do it. You know, because I think that we, since we failed to prepare, you know, we failed to, to plan. I know that was my situation too, where, where it was, I never knew the gravity of what I was doing, you know, until I never knew the gravity of what I was doing, man, until until you know my first marriage you know it was um because i i you know i'm i'm um i am divorced you know i'm i'm, I'm on my second marriage you know right now last marriage <laughs> last marriage <laughs> but um <laughs> you know what i mean and um but you know kind of before i kind of touch on that man it was um you know one of the biggest turning points in my life you know 
and I don't share it a lot. You know, I've shared it with my wife, but I don't really share about it a lot. But I, I, I think it's important because, you know, Offbeat Podcast, you know, is all about having real, authentic conversations. You know, and, and, and I think that through authenticity, through being real, through being vulnerable, through being transparent, we're able to find the roots of our problems. You know, right. I don't yeah. think I think that until we we truly are, we're always going to be bound by something. And, um, you know, one of the biggest turning events for me was when I was 15 years old. You know, when I was 15 years old, this was I was in Mexico during that time. And, um, you know, again, it was one of those things that it's it's advertised, like be a man, be a man, be a man. Uh -huh. You know, being a man is having sex. Being a man is, yeah, you know, you're masturbating. Yeah, you're looking at magazines. Yeah, you're doing all this. But you got to get a woman. You got to get a woman and you got to lose your virginity. You know, and that's that's what I was taught. That's what I was. That's what was in my mind that that's what's going to graduate me to manhood. And so, you know, I remember the, the uh, somebody that somebody that was close to me, actually, a friend, of, a friend of mine. Uh, it was me, a friend of mine and then uh, a close a close friend. Um, you know, he he had a surprise for us. He said, hey, you know what? Let's you guys want to go do this. You guys really want to do this? We're like, yeah. So we went to the capital, the capital there in Michoacan It's called Morelia. And, um, you know, they took us right there to the to the red line district, you know. Um, where prostitution rings and brothels and all that. And, um, you know, and, and I'm not going to lie, you know, if I would have been honest, I was nervous. You know, I was scared. I was a 15 year old kid. Yeah. You know, I was not close to even being a man, even though I wanted to pretend to be a man, you know, but it was more that I just wanted to prove something. And I remember, um, you know, going and, you know, you go, you, you know, you pick, you pick the person that, you want to be with and uh, you know you pay the fee whatever they they take you up to a room and at that point you know like I honestly I felt like the very opposite man I felt like I didn't feel like I was graduating into a man you know I honestly felt like I felt like my manhood was being stripped from me right. you know if I'm a hundred percent honest because I didn't know what I was doing you know and I wasn't in love you know I it was a rushed process. It was, you know, it was everything that I had been looking at and everything that I had been watching. It was the complete opposite. You know, it was it was one of the worst experiences. But I think that at the same time, it was an open door that I it was a door that I opened at that moment. Yeah. You know, where it just graduated me into a whole different realm of sexuality, man, a whole different realm. You know, where my lust problem just, it it just grew, you know, it grew and it grew to the point where I didn't ever want to feel like that again, you know. So it made me a person that wanted to now be in control, control of that and control of how I wanted it to feel, controlling how I wanted to, to discover it, you know, and it just led me down a real, real dark, 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 you know, and you know, after that, you know, it was hard for me to be intimate, you know, even though I was still a teenager, yeah. but it was very hard for me to be intimate. It was very hard. I was already dealing with anger issues and and um, different issues that I was already dealing with, um, you know, with my own personal life. But now dealing with lust and, um, you know, I was having relationship issues. I couldn't 
you know, I, I, I couldn't be faithful to my girlfriends. I couldn't, I couldn't just keep one girl. Like I, I, I felt like I never wanted to give myself just to one person. You know, I continuously wanted to just seek the adventure because as long as I was in control, at least, you know, and I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever felt like that or through your process or if you've ever talked to any people that have gone through something similar like that. Yeah, there's 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 always a each story is a little unique, but there is that progression and you you use the the word control. That's that that's a that's a big one too. We want mm-hmm. we want we like to feel that we're in control, that we're choosing. Yeah. And yeah, when I whenever I was looking at pornography, I was I was picking like I, I want to pick yeah. the one that's most attractive to me or the one that turns me on the most. And it, so like this searching and searching until you try to find what feels like the best, but it ends up being not enough. You end up just, just needing more than that, yeah. more than what you've been looking at. Yeah. So yeah, it's, and that's why that that's a big reason why I, I was not faithful to my wife. And, you know, I, I tell my wife all the time, I, I think I think God, I think God spared me from a lot more that I could have gone through because yeah. I, my parent, my mom was a great teacher. She she homeschooled all five of us kids, so I was homeschooled all the way up through 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 high school. And uh, there was there was a lot of good that came from that. There was still there was still like the the lack of knowledge and direction when it came to you know uh, to sex and came to lust and all of those feelings but there were there was a lot of good too and i think uh that was a blessing to me even even in all that but yeah there's there's always this uh this progression of 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 the desire and i I think there's a scripture that talks about that too kind of how sin progresses and it does end up leading to death it's like we may be breathing but man, when when I my when my addiction got its worst, it's like I didn't I didn't feel like I was alive. I just I yeah. felt so empty. Yeah. I felt so lost. I felt like I had no idea who I was. I was I was depressed. Um, this is when my wife and I were separated. We were separated for three months, and that was when um, that was when it, it, I was at my work. I got at my worst, and yeah, I mm-hmm. had slept with another woman, and. Uh, and I, I told I told myself, okay, if if maybe if I just um, if I just divorce my wife, I could get married again in the future and it'll be different. So yeah. all these lies that kind of add up and pile up. Yeah. So I, I now I look back, I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad that didn't happen because it would have yeah. just got worse or yeah. been the same with whoever else it would have been with, right? Because the, right. the problem was here, it was inside right. me, and I take that wherever I go. So during that time of being being separated, I just felt man so so lost, so alone, and I didn't know where to go, who to turn to, and uh, God used that time of sep- of being separated to just to wake me up, yeah. to wake me up, and I was so yeah. isolated, so to myself that um, I, I didn't know how to be honest. Yeah, and I was okay. so afraid of being honest. I, I had to. Yeah. Here's another lie. I thought being yeah. honest would be more dangerous than keeping mm. my secrets. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's let's pause on that a little bit right there because kind of kind of going back to what you were saying is that it would it started to lead you to depression, right? You know, during the time of of separation and everything. And I don't think yeah. that a lot of times we realize. 
we realize the like you said you mentioned right now that the consequences of sin the consequences of sin bring death you know and a lot of times like you said we're still breathing but the emotional consequences that we go through the emotional consequences that we feel and um and i know that for you it was because you knew who who jesus was you know you knew who jesus was and i believe you mentioned earlier you always had a deep desire to to really serve god and to want to know him you know and and his purpose in your life you know and um but what's what's interesting though man is that a lot of times what people will say well yeah it's because well it's because you know jesus that's why you know you feel bad but in all reality if i'm honest you know i i didn't know jesus you know i wasn't saved i didn't grow up in church but i still went through all those emotions bro you know what i'm saying like i still went i remember like you know being like like i said if i'm honest at, at 15 years old you know come on I'm, I'm a 15 year old dude you know i'm a young man you know what i mean like my mustache is barely coming out you know what i mean i'm you know uh, i'm over here losing my virginity to a prostitute bro you know what i mean like you know and and it was like one of those things that yeah on the outside you know like you had people being like yeah yeah you're a man you're a man but inside of me bro i was dying like I was dying, bro. I was like, bro, like I'm doing this? Like I did I really just do that? Did I really just use like, you know, an intimate moment and I spent it on that, bro? You know what I mean? Like inside of me, man, like it 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 was devastating. It was devastating, you know, and and that's why I always I love this subject so much. I I, I not that I love it, but I I I'm so passionate about these type of subjects because a lot of times people think that, oh, that's only a problem, you know, once you go into the church, once you're in church or once you once you have God, you know, then then you start to feel guilty about all these things. But that's not true, man. You know, you know, even even before you come to God, if you're when you struggle with that, you know, deep down inside, you know, you can we can, you know, make it look like, ah, oh, yeah, man, you know what I mean? It's it's the thing to do, it's cool. But deep down inside, man, once we're finished doing whatever we're doing, we still go back to that state of loneliness. We still go back back to that state of, man, feeling, ah, oh, man, what did I just do? You know what I mean? Like there's something, every time we do something like that, every time we look into those images, every time we, it's like something inside of us is lost, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's good. That's a, that's a really powerful perspective too, because my my perspective is is different. Because I grew up with the Bible in my hands, basically. Yeah. But you have you have a, a different story and like a different side of it, in that even even when you didn't know Christ, you had like this. It's like God God gives all of us like this, uh, um. Like like some kind of sensor, like a sensor when something's just not right, and we yeah. know okay, this is yeah. we know what's right and wrong, right? We know kind of know like the red, basics, like red flags, red flags, right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So something was going off in you, yet you, it's like you're being taught by people who think a certain way. So it's like, well, yeah. it's, it probably felt like, oh, it's just the way to live. Then I, I kinda yeah. gotta go along with what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, man. And um, but when it really I know for me, when it really hit me and I think it and that's and that's why I, 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 I can also relate to to what you said, you know, even after when you were going through your separation was because, you know, I remember when I got saved. Um, when I got saved, I got saved at 18 years old. 
I was 18 years old when I got saved. So I was a young man. And, um, and honestly, for about, I want to say for about two years, man. So yeah, for a, for a good two years, a good two years, man, I, um, I felt like I had it in control. Like I really did. Like I wouldn't think about it. Um, I mean, I would think about it, but it wasn't something that, uh, that I would, you know, go after, you know, I, I really felt like I'm like, man, you know, but it wasn't until I actually started dating um, at that time. Um, at that time, I started dating my 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 who was my first wife. And um, when we started dating, that's when everything just started to resurface again, bro. You know what I mean? Like all the those that lust that that desire like everything like man like you know like that everything that you go through as a man you know what i mean like because now you have because for like i said for those two years i wasn't i wasn't dating i wasn't um you know i wasn't going on dates i didn't have a girlfriend um i wouldn't go around women that way you know um i was really trying to take care of myself because that's kind of like what you're taught to do but i never dealt with the real issue like I never opened up, like I never, I never went in with someone and said, with a counselor, with a pastor, with, or with leaders and say, yo guys, um, you know what? Um, I've struggled with this my whole life. And now that I'm saved, you know, what should I do? Like I never, I never felt open enough to, to talk about that stuff. Cause it was still a shameful, it was still, for me, it was a shameful thing. You know, it was still like, yo, like all these things that I've done before, it's not really something I want to bring out to the light. You know, God forgave me for it. Um, let's leave that there. You know, but without knowing that once I did start to date, once I did start getting close to a girl again, once I, you know, once the smell of the girl started to come again, once all, all those past patterns, you know, started to come back, they started to resurface and those desires started to come back again. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because it's like, you know, I think a lot of times it kind of goes with what we're talking about that sometimes you're like, I got this, I, I can deal with this on my own. Yeah. 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 And there, I, I, I used to go through some of those seasons too, because though I was, I was struggling obviously with, with pornography and then lust and masturbation, though I, I was struggling, I, w- I would justify it at times um telling myself oh it wasn't that bad or it only happened twice this week or i would downplay here here's here's a part of of lust that can i think can be downplayed so maybe there are people who are going to watch this and they're like well i don't i don't i don't look at porn well okay but are you are you struggling with like these images on instagram um, I hear there's a lot of stuff on TikTok, you know, that's borderline porn. So it's like we yeah. we could kind of downplay the content in order to make ourselves feel better, not realizing what we're actually doing to ourselves. We're actually harming our own minds and our own hearts. And that transmits to everyone closest to us. So so that that happened to me. I, I would down I would downplay the struggle. So sometimes I would just I'll be oh I was just I was just looking at women on Instagram. So oh, that's yeah. not so bad. So I kept doing that over over time. And then sometimes it was porn. Right when I when I couldn't, I felt like, oh man, the Instagram's not enough. I'll get tempted and go to porn, but then I'll tell myself, oh, it only happens one and once in a while. And then sometimes, you know, when I was when I felt I was doing really good, maybe a couple months. But I, I hear the stories though of, of guys who are like, 
I, I felt like I had it under control for for a long period of time. Once in a while, I'll, I'll hear, hear guys just like you said. It was it's been a year, and yeah, I wasn't looking at porn. Yeah. I wasn't struggling. I felt I was doing good, and that's what that's where it's still easy. It's still easy for the enemy to isolate us, us to isolate ourselves, right? Because we yeah, we've yeah. we've convinced ourselves. So, I, like you said, I got this. I can I can do this by myself. Yeah. But when we when we in, involve others, it's like how how much room does the enemy have in our lives when we have like a team around us? Right? Yeah. When we're, when we're united with the people God's placing in our lives, with but with transparency, right? Because you probably sat sat in atmospheres, churches, and in in small groups where it's like, man, no one's talking about the real stuff. No one's. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. And then maybe maybe if you worked up the courage, and I've been in this situation where I was the only one willing to have those talks, right? And no one else knew how. And it just goes back to a lot of layers, right? Again, the upbringing, no one talked about it. So why are they going to do it? Everyone's scared of what the other might think. All that, yeah. right? We got to work through. So, so it's like we we got to be able to have those conversations and connections with one another. And when we do so, it, it provides safety, you know. Yeah, a multitude of counselors are safety. Yeah, and th- there's always that fear. I think there's always that fear. I know for me, it was that fear. It was that fear because it was that fear of what? Well, what are they going to think of me? You know, what are they going to think? And then, it, and there's you know, there's always that. It, it, there's always something about sexual sin. There's always something about sexual sin that makes us want to hide because yeah. we don't want people to see the real us, or we don't want people to get a bad image of who we are. You know. But not knowing that, you know, that's one of the biggest lies. It's one of the biggest lies that is sold to us is that that was the biggest lie that I bought into that, you know, it was like two years, you know, because for me, it was like, yeah, two years, I was good. And then once I started dating, you know, I started to, um, you know, that's when I started to really, you know, you know, fall back into, you know, those those old habits of, you know, first it started off, you know, with, with us stepping out, you know, we started to step out, you know, before we got married, we started to, um, you know, do things that we weren't supposed to, you know, we started to satisfy ourselves sexually in ways that we shouldn't have never, you know, even though we weren't having intercourse, but we would do other things that, you know, would, it, it would give us that release. Like it would give me that release as a man, give that release to her as a woman. And, um, you know, and the thing is that, you know, at that time, you know, it was it wasn't just a, a me problem. You know, it was a it was a us problem. You know, um, mm-hmm. this person was also battling with 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 issues, you know, and instead of us going to the safety of of people and saying, hey, guys, like, you know what, this is what's going on. I was always afraid. I was always afraid. I was like, man, if I if I bring this up, you know what, um, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. You know, I'm not going to be able to 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 be a leader anymore. I'm not going to be able to serve anymore. I'm not going to be able to do these things anymore. So we kind of put these and I know this goes more for people in ministry. You know, I know many maybe a lot of people that are going to listen to this might not understand this this aspect, you know, but many that are that may be involved in ministry and and maybe you have this struggle. Um, You know, that was one of the biggest mistakes I made, you know, because you know, there's a lot that I think about after the fact that, you know what, if I could have been just transparent with someone, if I could have been honest with someone, 
you know, I could have had conversations that could have led us down a different path, you know. And again, I, I don't I don't um, I know that everything everything happens for a reason, you know, and, and a lot of things that happen is because of our choices. You know, and and I'm not going to downplay. I I decided, you know, we decided to get married in despite of what we had been doing, you know, and I and, and in all reality, that was one of the now that I see it, it was it was it was a foolish decision, you know, and I'm not saying that that's the excuse that I'm using. You know what I mean? Like the divorce yeah. that that happened between me and my first wife. That was a decision that I made and and it's consequences that I've lived with, you know, and that I've learned to live with. And I understand that, you know, in no way, shape or form do I want to downplay it or anything. But as I do look at it, you know, I was a young man that wasn't allowing God nor others to help me deal with these strong issues in my life. And instead of talking about them, I kept hiding them. And when I, and because I kept hiding them, you know, I kept, like we talked about earlier, I said, well, you know what, if I just marry this person, then this problem is going to go away, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. the biggest lie. That was one of the biggest lies. Like if I just marry, if I make an honest woman of this, of this person, you know, then, then we can be happy. I'll be happy. Um, you know, this problem is going to go away. Uh, we're not going to have to sneak around anymore. We're not going to have to do things in the dark anymore. But man, was that the biggest lie? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you if you don't have self control before marriage, you won't have it after. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it was and it it was a dark, dark path, man. That um, you know, a lot of people, you know, at the end. In my situation, I know a lot of people got hurt. A lot of people got hurt because of the situation and even my my first divorce and everything. So it was very hard, very, very hard. But at the same time, you know, through that and throughout the years, it's been able to serve as a, as a springboard towards, towards healing, you know, because yeah. then the door started to open to these raw emotions. You know, and I started to understand that it wasn't anyone else's problem. You know, it wasn't anyone else's fault. It was something that, you know, I was not dealing with. And if I'm going to mm. yeah, get out of this, if I'm going to work through this, then I need to I need to get real. I need to get raw. I need to really have these conversations, man, because if not, you know, like I'm just going to keep repeating the same cycle same pattern right yeah yeah that's a that's a good thing you touched on too it's it's we have to get to get to the root the roots of what got us to where we are why we struggle the way we do and it's not as simple as i just desire sex it's 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 usually not just that you struggle with porn but it's it's also you may struggle with trauma from your past. Maybe you were sexually abused. Um, maybe as a child you were neglected in some way. Um, yeah. It's so it's it, it can be linked linked to not just lust is always linked to something else. I call lust the surface issue. That's what's on the surface. That's how you're, you're acting out here. 
as a result of what's in here. Yeah. So if you get yeah. to the roots and then you start experiencing the healing, inviting God into all the parts of your life that you're ashamed of, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, I'm uncomfortable talking about that. Oh, I don't talk yeah. about my feelings because I'm a man. Yeah. But we all, we all have them. It's like men feel fear. Men feel sadness. Yeah. Men get angry. Well, angry is like yeah. the acceptable one. Yeah. But it's like we get scared. We get sad. We feel all yeah. that. But we never learned how to deal with it. So instead we like, oh, let me work more. Oh, let me look at porn. So we're like constantly learning to just ignore, ignore what's inside. Yeah. Ignore what's going on in here. Yeah. Not realizing it's setting us up for that pattern of an addictive cycle. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And 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 I didn't realize that, man, until I started um getting counseling. You know, I started to get counseling and it wasn't necessarily just for, for porn. Um, although like throughout the counseling session, um all those all those things started to surface up, you know, they started to come up during these sessions because, because it was always, I started to learn that certain emotions were leading me to certain behaviors. You know, I started to, to get deeper and, and I'm so grateful, man, that, that, like I said, man, it was, you know, that, that, that divorce, although it was unfortunate, man, but it really years, year after year after that, it, it really was a springboard for me to, to really discover new things about myself, things that I needed to fix about myself, you know, because now I was a father, you know, now um, I was going into my second marriage now and I didn't want to keep repeating the same things, you know, I, but I found myself doing things. I found myself going back to certain patterns. I found myself and I kept wondering, well, what is it? You know, if, if, if I'm not finding the fulfillment in, in, in this, I'm not finding fulfillment in so why, you know, and just like you, I can relate a lot to it. It's like, I wanted to serve God. You know, I wanted to, man. I wanted to please God so bad because I knew what he had done for me. You know, he saved me at 18 years old. And, um, you know, I was just a, a, a drug addict gang member uh, struggling and, and he saved me. He literally saved me. And so my heart is so full of gratitude, but here I was, man, in my late 20s, you know, even in my early 30s, like, why am I struggling with these emotions? You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then getting getting that understanding, and the Proverbs talk a lot about that. Um, one I like is, is in all you're getting, get an understanding an understanding of what an understanding of the truth so as you're, you're mm. growing in your understanding of, of the truth you experience this this new level of freedom yeah and you know i i, I pray every day um and uh, i believe in scripture i quote scripture i have scripture memorized and you know people come to me all the time they're like okay so in your program your coaching program in your group are we going to like read scriptures and stuff and i tell them honestly we're not going to do a lot of reading and, and the reason is because it's mostly, it's all believers, pretty much all believers who join my program, right? I, I like, that's kind of what I'm called to do. I, I want to equip God's people yeah. to be even more effective, to live out their purpose. Because right. if we have more God's people well-equipped, man, more of the lost are going to be reached. We're going to be able to yeah. love on more people, live out what we're called to do, and not always be worrying about what we did last night or last week or, you know, all, all this stuff. <laughs> 
But but I tell them, yeah, we're not going to do a lot of reading because what I'm called to do is help you apply what you've been reading all these years. Yeah. All these scriptures you have memorized, those scriptures you just heard at church, I'm going to help you apply them. You already know them in your head. Okay, let's get them in here. Yeah. And that means we have to get into the details. What what, you, what have you been going through? What, what, is it? What, yeah. What, yeah, what did you experience in that moment? Okay, you felt tempted, but what led you to that point? Okay, let's mm. let's look at some of your history, some, some of the way you grew up. Like, what what... What are some of the beliefs that you you have now, but maybe never paid attention to, because of what you've been through? So that's part of like getting an understanding, right? What's what's yeah. the truth about who we are, according to God? So then, then we can. This is probably for the ministry folks. I grew up in ministry, so then we can effectively minister to people when yeah. we allow ourselves to be ministered to first. Yeah, a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. And that's yeah, and that's so true, man. And and I like I like what you said, man. That when we when we're able to understand what we go through, why we went through what we went through, why we react the way we react, when we have a a true deep understanding of these issues and these situations that we go through in life, it really does equip us better to serve others. Mm-hmm. It really does, you know. And that's one of the things that I've I've seen in my personal life, man. It's one of the hardest things has always been for, you know, I, I, I remember we had a conversation one time with my wife and I told her, I'm like, hey, you know what? Because um, sometimes, you know, we'll work with with other couples or, or I'll work with other young men, things like that. And um, one day I told him, like, hey, you know what? Like, I think we need to I'm like, I asked her, how do you feel? How do you feel about us being open and transparent about some of the things that we've gone through? And I told her, and the reason why is because I think that's the only way that we're going to be able to help them. Mm, Yeah. You know, and, and she told me, she's like, look, honestly, she's like, she's like, I'm an open book. (laughs) And it's true. My wife, she's a very open book. She's very, she's a very gentle woman. She's very honest, open, transparent. I'm the one that struggles with that. (laughs) I'm the one that like, (laughs) oh man. So, so she's like, so you telling me that honestly, hey if you're if you're good with it i'm good with it and the most interesting thing that started to happen was that once we started to do that man people really started to open up in different ways Mm, you know they really started to feel a level of comfort you know that now this is a safe place you know and i think that's what we need to do and that's that's the whole vision of this podcast right here of offbeat podcast is you know, we know some people are going to be like, probably going to laugh at the conversations we have. You know, people are going to be immature about the conversations we have. And I'm okay with that, man. Like, honestly, because if that's the way they feel at this moment, hey, that's their opinion. That's what they're going through. That's cool. But you know what? This podcast really is for people that, man, are are in their bedroom, that are on their way to work, that are on, that are at the job, that are at their lunch table that are in their car that you know come home and struggle to get out of the car to go in and and, and fellowship with their family and live with their family those that struggle to like man i don't even know how to be a dad because of all these things that i've gone through this is for them this is for them because we want to encourage more authentic conversations like this we want to be able to say man you know what if if you struggle with this dude, it's okay. And that there would be people to say, man, you know what? I, you struggle with that? Well, you know what? As a matter of fact, let's sit down. Let's go have a cup of coffee because I have a story that I want to share with you. 
about yeah. something that I went through. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's what I do all the time, man. And yeah. I, I, I love doing it. And it's, I'm so glad we, we had this conversation today because I don't get to talk to many brothers who have this in common with myself, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but, but who can just share transparently because yeah. I, I experienced exactly what, you talk, what you're talking about. When we are open about ourselves, the real story, it, it like gives others permission to do the same. Yeah. They, they start to step out of their, their, their darkness and yeah. step into the light. And that's how we overcome sin with the light. Because yeah. it's, it's only the sin that's in the dark that's going to grow. Yeah, and when we close it to the light. It's destroyed. It has to it has to flee. It has to leave. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's yeah, and that's the only way, man. It, it really is. You know, it's it's being able to to have those open conversations, and and that's why I love what you're doing, man. I really do. I really love what you're doing, and um, I even tried. I even wanted to bring you out. You know what I mean? To come and administer. Um, to the congregation right here where I attend, because it's yeah, something right. that I think we need to be more educated in, and oh. and not just and not just in not doing it, but just on how we treat people that do go through it. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. I think that's another thing yeah. is that we maybe maybe you don't have this problem, maybe you never maybe you never dealt with this, you know, and maybe you never went through any of the experiences that myself or Mark went through, you know, but still being educated and understanding that if people do come through our congregations or people do come through our groups you know that that we can receive them with grace that we can receive them with love and that we can say man you know what um i've never gone through what you're going through but but i'm going to be here by your side i'm going to walk through this with you yeah and if we need to learn together let's learn together if we need to network with other people with other groups you know like like you what you're doing you know maybe this can even bring awareness you know to 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 other people to other believers to people that are going to listen to this that might know someone that's going through this and they might be able to connect with your organization or people of like-mindedness and say and you know what if you really want to get out from this we got you we're going to help you we're going to do this together yeah yeah big time yeah Totally, totally. And, and I, how can I, they... Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just gonna, I was gonna say real quick because I know people, people often ask, okay, what should I do now? Because there may be people listening, watching, and they're like, okay, I'm ready to like apply what you're saying. Yeah. So maybe just a couple of next steps I, I want to share real quick. Um, one, obviously, we kind of touched on is man, get connected somewhere where you're opening up, where you're talking. Maybe maybe it's starting by just right there at, at your church's small group. Maybe there's maybe there's a men's group where they are addressing issues like this and mm-hmm. they are being real about it. That's what you're that's what you're gonna need. You're gonna need a community like that. But also don't be disappointed when you try opening up to someone and you hear, I'll be praying for you, and that's kind of the end of it. That that usually just means they don't know how to help you. But don't be discouraged. Plug into the community of people who who can can encourage you, who can kind of like guide you along the process. And sometimes, like you mentioned earlier, sometimes it's a counselor. I still go to to therapy regularly. My wife and I, we do we go yeah. to marriage counseling regularly. Some seasons are harder than others, and we're like, man, we can't do this by ourselves. 
Yeah. So, so there's that, there's, there's, there's that, there's my coaching program that I have for men. Um, there, there's the, our part, our ministry partner, uh, who sh- she works with the women who are struggling with, with porn and lust. So there are options, there are resources and there, there are other ministries too. It's not just, it's not just me that's doing work like this. So there, yeah. there are ways that you can go to a community where, you know, they're going to help walk you through something specific and, and th- so that's the biggest thing I would say is get connected with a quality mentor and group where you're no longer isolating your 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 struggles, isolating yourself, and um, and yeah, I would say that's the biggest thing is getting plugged in, yeah. getting connected with someone who's been there, someone who knows the struggle but knows the freedom, and that's going to propel you l- like it never has before. I, I changed my life when I did that. When I got plugged yeah. into a men's group where that was like a solid group, I was like, this is amazing. It became fun for me. Yeah. And now I'm the conversation starter and an introvert yeah. still. Man, yeah. that's the biggest thing I would encourage you to do. If you And, and also don't hesitate. Don't, don't You don't have to wait. Don't let time pass because, man, I'm getting older. I feel like I'm getting older. I'm getting closer to I'm 30. What am I, 37? I, don't, I forget. I lose track. I think I'm turning 37 next month. Like, it, okay, so we're the same old. age then. We're the oh, same. Wow. Yeah. yeah, 36. I'm 36. From I'm from 86. I, I honestly did. Okay, I'm 85. So. Okay, so okay, so yeah, 37. So, 37. Okay. Gonna be gonna be 37 <laughs> next month then. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I would encourage people, man, don't don't wait. If I, I tell people all the time, hey, you don't have to get plugged in or connected through my ministry. Just get connected somewhere and, and don't yeah. wait. Because if I could go back, man, I would have started when I was way younger. I would have started yeah. this journey. I would have opened up way yeah. earlier. And I would have started walking in my calling way sooner. So you yeah. can do that now. Hey, why not? Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that, man. Yeah, because it's... The sooner the better, man. And and I'm and I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, again, I, I love I love that God always works out everything, you know, uh, according to His purposes. He always makes everything work out for the good, you know. But I think at the same time, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to go living our lives making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Yes. You know, we don't have to stay in that rut, you know. And, and I wish I would have known. I wish I would have opened up to therapy a lot sooner, man. You know, I, I always tell people, yes, God, I, I, God, number one, but you know what? I thank God so much for therapy, man. I thank him. Like therapy literally is saved. It, it, it saved my life because it was at a time where I, man, I was, it was bad for me, bad, bad, emotionally, uh depression anxiety anger um the lust everything i mean it was just it was at a point where i was just exploding in the inside and um and it saved my marriage you know i say it saved my marriage and um you know and and i know that there's a lot of people listening right now that take what he's saying take what he's saying man and don't waste time don't waste time um how can they how can they locate you mark yeah, my ministry. How can they contact you? Ministry website is uh, offlineinc.org. So it's offline, O F F L I N E, inc.org. You can also find me on social media as Mark J. the Poet. Mark J. the Poet everywhere. I'm also a spoken word artist. Some of my stuff is on YouTube. So Yeah. Mark J. the Poet. That's yeah, me. Yeah, you got to check me yeah. if you want. <laughs> 
Yeah, check out. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to put all his links, um, you know, when I when I upload this to YouTube and all social media. I'm going to put all his links, man. But check out his YouTube videos, man. His YouTube videos are dope. His spoken words, man. Um, I love them, bro. They're 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 dope, man. And uh, I appreciate that. I remember the, the one about um, I want a divorce. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one hit me. That one hit me hard, man. When I the first time I listened to it because hmm. it, it was such a, an expression of when we dig ourselves in this world of pornography, you know, we dig ourselves into this hole, you know, we, we literally feel like we're not worthy of love. You yeah, know, we, sure. it literally takes us to a place that where we feel like, you know what, we don't deserve anyone to be in our life. We don't deserve love. We don't deserve our spouses, our girlfriends, you know, whatever the case may be. We don't deserve it. What would you tell them, people? What just to close? What would you, what would you tell them, man? If if there's somebody out there that's feeling like that be, due to their porn addiction, yeah, I would say there's 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 no that this is what I love about Jesus so much is there there is no love like His love. There's no grace like His grace. He doesn't he doesn't look at us based on what we've done or haven't done, right? His His love covers a multitude of of sin, and this is something I remind the guys about too. Look, you don't have to. You don't have to perform well every day in order for God to accept you. You actually get to live and be empowered by His grace to live and make better decisions. So it's, it's like shifting that mindset. No, God, God's not waiting for you to get it right so He can love on you. No, he's, He wants to love you right now, right yeah. now in this moment. And people, maybe people, they don't want to go to church because they're like, oh, I'm not, I'll, I, I got to fix things in my life. No, you go to church because you need to be fixed, yeah. right? We need, we need some help. And I, I go to church because I still need help, right? And, that, and that's probably a thing to remind folks about too. I still struggle. Yeah. Maybe it's not lust. Maybe I don't get the urges for pornography, masturbation that I used to, but I still get impatient with my wife. Sometimes I yeah. complain about dumb things. I get scared, right? Sometimes I yeah. avoid situations because I'm like, ah, oh, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. God, yeah. I don't want to talk to that person, right? I still struggle with fear. So it's different yeah. than other struggles where I'm still battling. And I would say that, man, the, the Lord is always ready for us. He's always ready as, as a father. And maybe maybe the wounds of our past cause us to, to look at God a certain way. Like, oh, because my father made me feel this way that can influence the way that we look at our, our, our Heavenly Father. But that's not who He mm. is. Look at the Bible, and that's that's who He is. That's the kind of Father He is. You can run yeah. to Him right now. Worry about the, he'll, he'll take care of the details. Don't worry about the details. Yeah. You just take the first step. Man, thank you. Thank you so much, Mark, man. I appreciate it, man. And and this was an awesome conversation, man. Awesome conversation. Yeah. And, and um, it even... You know the 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 comfort level that I felt, man, is you know even me being able to open up about some of the experiences that I've gone through with this wow, issue, and um, you know being able to to share that with you, man, and have this talk. Um, I know that it's gonna I know that it's gonna help a lot of people, man, a lot of men and women, yeah. men and women alike, sure. you know, and uh, that's our goal. That's our goal, man, to to help people, to be real, to be authentic, to have these conversations, to encourage them. And uh, thank you so much, Mark, man. Appreciate it. Thank really? you so much for agreeing to this, man. 
I can't wait to have you in person because we got to do another one, man. That's I want to do yeah. another one, but in person, <laughs> hopefully one day I can go up there. Or you can come down here to San Bernardino and um, and we can have this right here live in the studio, man, and, and get more in depth about certain even other things, you know, because this is such this is a topic. I think we can go on forever about this topic, so right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely need a part two. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, man. All right. Well, thank you guys. Offbeat Podcast, man. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to to like, uh, hit subscribe, hit the alerts, and then don't forget to follow us on social media. I'm going to have all the links there available in the description, um, all of uh, Mark's um, links and social media accounts, everything. They're going to be available right there too, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Offbeat Podcast. Let's go. Let's go.